Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business. Bundles. They'll do whatever they can to save you money while making sure you are insured. They do the best job you can possibly ask because customer service means everything to them. At Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Summary, go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 on Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. For Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Great. Uh, Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Also great pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Matt back in studio. Hello there, Steve Jones. How are you? Good. It's good to be back in studio. Hold on, you take care of one quick thing. I need you to take care of one quick thing here. Okay. My apologies, a dog wandered into the Sunbury Motor Studio. I had to take said dog and put said dog outside. (laughs) 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 So I'm looking down and there's an animal. I'm like, oh, okay, I think I'd better put it outside before there's more than just the dog here. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So we took care of that. Uh, So I appreciate the audience's patience uh, during that. I'm going to talk with the angriest man in the world, Andrew Callista, coming up. (laughs) (laughs) I tell him that all the time. He always laughs about that. 
so what's it like being back in the studio? Feels good. I'm the only person here right now. I think. Oh, I mean that. That means you get you can get a lot of work done. That's right. I have. Uh, I believe that uh, we did get the suits prediction on the Indy 500. We did. And with each passing lap, that person fell further behind. Yeah, that was very, very disappointing from one Marco Andretti. I thought he was going to do a lot better from what I heard. Sato won it. It was impressive doing it. Once again, another unpopular victory at the Brickyard for the Soup. He was probably, no, I can't confirm this. I should have asked him this earlier. I bet she's probably more upset with the way it ended than the person who won. Well, once again, the Indy 500 ends at 60 miles per hour. Really exciting. So I'm listening to it on the radio, and I give the radio guys a lot of credit. The accident happens, what, with four laps to go? So I'm listening to this, and it gets to the final lap. Well, the tradition is, on the final lap, they go to each turn. Now, when it's a normal race, usually it's pretty close, a lot of excitement. But once again, the Indy 500, once again, ends under a yellow flag. So they go to turn one, and here comes Sato around. What a great victory for him. You know, let's go to turn two. Hey, here comes Sato into turn two. He's going 60 miles an hour. There are people on I-80 going faster. Right? But they tried to make a big deal out of it because you know they wanted to make sure that Sato got his just due. And they wanted to do it the right way. And I thought, uh, you know, again, I thought that was really well done on their part. But he's sitting there like, okay. (laughs) The racing was really good at one point. Yes, well, everybody was getting a sandwich at that point. Scott Dixon raced well again, but the ending was anticlimactic. When you get into something like that, here's a suggestion. Why don't you have him try backwards? Hmm. Huh? Huh? Be more exciting. No? Might as well. Might as well try something different. Right? Oh, well. The... Wow. I assume that was you. Yes, that was me. My fault. Wrong button. What what, what are you doing? Getting my bearings... With under me again after uh, a little hiatus from the studio. 
Wow. Okay. All right. So uh, it's great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, did it, did the suit even watch it? By the way, do we even know? I uh, can't confirm, but I'm guessing he did. Because at one point he was anti. He was anti. Watching it. I'm telling you, he was he was down and out about the whole thing. All right, uh, Luka Doncic uh, hit an incredible shot yesterday and won it. for the uh, Dallas Mavericks over the Clippers. And look, it was a clutch shot. There's no getting around it. I got it. Clutch shot. And he scored 43 at 17 rebounds, 13 assists. But as I pointed out the other day, is there a league that gets more positive publicity than... the NBA I mean I'm watching first of all the shot was a clutch shot no getting around it but there's also a part of it too if you're watching it you know Kawhi Leonard's not playing him the defense against him is terrible it's a it's a wide open shot I mean, let's 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 be honest here. It's a wide open shot, and I just kind of sat there and went, "Okay, right." And of course, you know, it's epic. It's incredible. Now, what was different about that game compared to some other games is that it wasn't a homogenized game. Without the crowd there, without the switching up of of uh, arenas and so forth. Um, that's become a problem for them. And I'm talking about for the NBA. That's become a problem. And... You know, and I understand completely why. I mean, it's just—I mean, it's the way they have to do things right now. That game was a little bit different the way it played out. But the NBA gets more po- positive publicity than anybody out there. Anybody. Name a group where they're not getting positive publicity. <clears throat> There's a lot of overhype with the Stars, too, because coming into this game, the big hype was, is Luka going to play because of the ankle injury? Then he does, and he was a game-time decision. Everybody tweeted out, like, with 40 minutes still game time, always playing, oh, my God. And then Porzingis wasn't playing, so it was... There's just so much... A little bit of overhype of a problem. A little bit of an overhype problem for the NBA, overall. On everything. Especially when it comes to the big names. Everybody just, like... (laughs) 
Like, like enough already. We get it. He's hurt. We please played hurt. We get it. It was a great shot. We get it. But like, let's take it down a couple notches here. This is the, this is the one of the many problems with the NBA as far as its publicity, in my opinion. It is. It, they get more positive publicity than anybody. There's no getting around. They get more positive publicity than anybody. Uh, everything that they do is historic. Uh, look, I've watched a lot of NBA in my lifetime. All right. So, I mean, let's be frank about it. This is, you know, and this is the place. This is not old man get off my lawn because uh, that's that's not how I look at things. But, but I can tell you right now, uh, I'll give you one, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's a heck of a player. He really is. He's a really good player. But, okay, but, which starting position does he take over on the 85-86 Lakers and Celtics? There are 10 available. Which one does he get? Oh, that's right, none. He wouldn't start for either team. And no offense, Doncic wouldn't start for either team. You want to know why? Because the 10 players they put on the court were better. Who's he going to replace? Who's Doncic going to replace? James Worthy? Kareem? Magic? Bird? Mikhail? Parrish? Dennis Johnson? Danny Ainge plays a role, so he's not going to replace him. And let's see. Um, Kurt Rambis played a role as a power forward. He's not going to replace him. And Byron Scott. Okay. Who, who's going to replace off the bench? Bob McAdoo? He was the sixth man for the Lakers. No. Who was the Celtics sixth man? Oh, Bill Walton. No. Now we're up to seven. Okay, you want historical perspective? Doncic is Tony Kukoc. How about that? What was Kukoc on the bill on the Bulls? Third, sometimes fourth guy. Right? And Donches is a really good player, don't get me wrong. But stop trying to shove all of this historical significance stuff down my throat. Right? I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. You're trying to make it seem like this is the greatest era of NBA basketball ever. It's good, but it's, you know... It's, is it the best? Is it better than the? Is it better than the mid nineties when Jordan was playing minor league ball and going into the lane? You felt like you were taking your life into your own hands. Oh, this is way better than that. But 
Is it better basketball than what we saw in the 80s? No. See, and that's the problem, Steve. It's not necessarily the players themselves, but it's not about the game anymore. That's my biggest problem with the NBA, and it really is the national media's fault. It's all about the stars and what they do on the court and what they do off the court and all the hype going in. It's not about the game anymore, and that's what's disappointing with the NBA. Yeah. I think the game is is called too weird. Hey, I'll get. Let me give you two examples: James Harden and Giannis. I James Harden is a great player. Giannis Antetokounmpo is a great player. Okay. Yet when I watch them, I'm not entertained. You know what I mean? I'm not entertained by them. LeBron, I watch LeBron. I'm I'm fascinated watching LeBron play because he's just a great, great player. You know, you could put whatever order you want, and it's your opinion as to who one through five is, but LeBron's one of the five greatest players in the history of the game. But after that... The way the NBA is hyped today, you would think that of the top 50 players in the history of the NBA, you would think that 35 of them are playing right now. Huh? Really? Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And today's show brought to you by the great people at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. They will find you the best deal possible and make sure you're fully insured. Whether it's auto, home, life, business, maybe it's bundles. They'll take care of it for the life of the policy. They are the pros, pros in insurance. The great people at Purdy Insurance. Fabulous people that are great pros. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Talk about the Flyers and Islanders in the final half hour. We're going to get to high school sports now. We'll bring in now the, what we refer to as the angriest man on the face of the earth, and that is Andrew Callista, who joins us from a golf course. <laughs> I've mellowed, Steve. I have mellowed. Oh, so you're just, like, just furious instead of extremely angry? <laughs> that is true. Well, I am at a golf course, so it's good that this is sponsored by Penn State Golf Courses. So, but I'm out here, I'm having a good time, you know, covering some high school golf with the first day that uh, PIAA sports are allowed to be quote in session. Yeah. Uh, what were your uh, first of all? Let's start with with the school districts in your area. What are they telling you as to what they intend to do? Do they intend to allow them to play most of them, or there's some school districts that are hesitant and don't want to play football in the fall? There are some school districts, I think, that are hesitant, and from talking to some people involved with athletics at certain schools and, you know, some some ADs, it's not that what's been relayed to me is not that they are against sports. It's so much of the unknown, and that's why there is some hesitation on what is going to be done. Uh, it's been pretty, pretty public down here about the uh, Dallastown Area School District 
a five-hour board meeting that eventually had the motion to not have fall sports eventually pulled. And I was watching online. It was getting late. My eyes were getting heavy. It was around 2 o'clock, but you had things that started out at, at one point. It seemed like it was a certainty in the non-have sports, and then it, as the debate went on, there was an impassioned plea from parents. Then you saw some votes start to switch switch sides, then they would switch back when the other side would talk, and by the end of the meeting, the motion to not have fall sports was actually pulled off the table. So that was the one this week that kind of got everybody's attention down in our area. Another school district that I think reverberated throughout the state was Harrisburg deciding not to have uh, fall high school sports, but they also had a school board member uh, tragically pass away from the coronavirus, and they also did have a coach on their staff gets sick early when this whole episode first started. Right. Uh, okay, so that have you had an opportunity to talk with uh, coaches in the area yet? And if you have, what's the heavy responsibility on them to make it work? I think there's a tremendous burden on the, on the coaches, and, and some of the coaches have said that to me that you know, we want this to work, and as the ones that are talking to us and, and pushing it forward, that we want our guys to play. We want our guys to be able to go out there and experience high school football. And, and some of the coaches say they have guys on their team that, you know, they're going to school and they do well in school and keep their GPA up because they want to play high school football. And it's like that for, for a lot of sports, uh, Steve, you know, with kids in our area. Uh, and I'm sure our area is not just the only – you know, area that has that where kids do well in school, sure, because they want to want to play sports. And and what the coaches are saying is, we don't want to put ourselves in harm's way, and we sure as heck don't want to put the kids in harm's way. So we're taking these protocols very very seriously. If they're saying wipe bags down every so many minutes, they were wiping bags down every so many minutes. I mean, the AD on Bishop McDevitt High School, he's walking around with spray bottles that after balls are being caught being wiped down, throwing them back to a quarterback. It's being it's being wiped down again before it's thrown. I mean, that's how serious these people are are taking the requirements that their school boards and their school leaders have put in place because they want to have a successful season and say, look, this could have been done and could be done in a safe manner. Uh, the parents you've talked to, have there been a couple of young people that even though they have the green light to do this, that have decided to opt out to your knowledge? Not to my knowledge. And that really doesn't surprise me with me um, being on the sports side of the Fox 43 team. Most of the people and the contacts that I have are on the sports side. So naturally, they would tend to be more pro sports. So when I do ask around, do you have any people that would know about any of, you know, not wanting to do sports or are against sports, it's we'd rather not comment on that and things like that. So to me personally, I have not heard of kids opting out. I'm sure there will be, and I'm sure that will be known once everybody suits up and you see in the uniform and you see who's missing from the roster and you get to talk to coaches. But throughout the course of the summer, it's been pretty much at least what's been relayed to us. Hey, we're gung-ho. We're doing everything we can. We want to get sports going. Right. Okay. Uh, so then let's get to the parents' part. Have you had a chance to talk to parents about this and how they feel, or has it been through the school board and the meetings that you've heard from the parents? 
most of the parents that I've talked to have been in random chance meetings where I've been at an event or I'm, I'd be at a golf course like I am today and a couple of parents would come up and I would just ask, you know, what do you, what do you think of everything going on? And, it, and it's been a, a mixed batch. There have been some parents that are like, my kid's got to go, go and, you know, he's got to, this is just another challenge that he has to work through. We know there's risk and without risk, there is, there is no reward. There's also been some parents that have expressed, you know, caution and nervousness and, and they have said, you know, you know, I'm not going to say this in front of my, my son or daughter, but, you know, I'm a little bit uneasy and I'm nervous, you know, around this. And I completely understand all that thinking. That's a parental instinct because, you know, I'm not a parent myself, but I know my mother would go, um, through any amount of high water to keep me safe so I understand where those parents are coming from that say I'm nervous about letting my kid participate in sports and for the most part the sports that I have you know had those you know chance encounter conversations with parents they do happen to be more on the indoor indoor sports and geared towards football I've yet to come up to a parent that's involved with a golf program and say I'm worried about my son going out there and playing golf. For the most part, they know their son's going to be playing golf in some form of fashion, son or daughter, some form or fashion, being that the golf courses are open. Right. Uh, so how, uh, how important will it be for high school football to get through the first scrimmage? I think it's important, not just the first scrimmage, I think it's important to see after everybody goes through the heat acclimation, and some of those guidelines, I said that the coaches are going to take them very strict. With those strict guidelines going through the heat acclimation period, the two weeks, going through those first week of practice, those guidelines are going to be stretched to the max because once you start putting on helmets and you're saying that everything has to be wiped down when the helmet comes off and things like that, that's going to change a little a little bit of things. And you are going to have I, – I mean, I think it – you know, common sense would say there's going to be a couple cases pop up. Central Dolphin had a couple cases pop up uh, about 10 days ago, and they had to shut sports down. So not only is it that first scrimmage, it's what happens after that second scrimmage because then it's that full two-week period to see where you are at. And that second scrimmage will be two kids that have gone across multiple communities if the schools do have that second scrimmage. For the most part, I think everybody's going to maybe a passing scrim on the one and then one contact scrim. So I think that second week is going to be the one that is, is the telling one for us in this area, Steve. All right, so how's your golf game? Golf game, I've, I've gotten the handicap back down to around 10. I'm very, uh, very excited about that. Had a chance to play Saucon Valley last week. Uh, that was a treat from the boss. Todd Sadowski, so I, I take that a wonderful course, getting excited for the U.S. Senior Open that's coming there in 2022, um, taking place in the Lehigh Valley, but I mean, it, they're they're gearing it up like it's a whole eastern half of the state event. Uh, you know, Phil Mickelson will be eligible. He's making a senior tour debut this week, yep. and Jim Furyk has just won, and Jim Furyk is a Mannheim Township uh Manheim Township grabs from down here in Lancaster County, and you know they want the Lancaster people up. They want they want the State College. State College name was dropped a couple times at uh at the unveiling of the logo. So they definitely want this as a whole eastern half of the state event coming to the Lehigh Valley. Well, the uh, should be pointed out that uh, Jim Furyk won the state championship on the Blue Course, as a matter of fact. 
So. You, you are a wealth of history knowledge, Mr. Jones. I should call you Dr. Jones. Yeah. No, don't do that. Then people think I can heal something. Uh, <laughs> and we all know that's not possible. My friend, it is always a pleasure. We always have a good time. We have uh, played golf together. Uh, I'll never forget you parring 14 on top trees. The par 5 down the hill. You got all happy on that one. So yeah. I did. And then I also remember missing a 3-foot putt to uh, win the match and looking over at Mr. Trey Bauer like he was going to rip my head off. It costing us a match. So, yes. I, I do remember that day well. Oh, I remember you missing as well. It meant, meant we won. All right, so, because um, <laughs> I think I think I dropped my putt and then you're like, okay. Yep, yep. <sighs> I was taught, taught a couple lessons there by a couple masters that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Andrew, it's always great to be with you. Thanks so much for your time. Steve, good talking to you. Have a good one. Stay Stay safe, Andrew. Andrew Callista. See, he wasn't that angry there. Nah, calm, cool, and collected, considering everything happening right now. To be honest with you, there's only one angry person you and I both know. <laughs> I knew that was coming. What? <laughs> you know what? Everybody should be happy. We got we got football and high school sports as of now. Let's hopefully we keep it that way. Well, yeah, that's under the category you take what you can get. Obviously, uh, it's not happening here. Um, but different topic, different day. We'll get to that. We'll. Come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. As we continue in the green phase per the governor's order, most of our staff continues to work from home to practice social distancing for the safety of our staff and clients. During this time, we are operating under the guidance of the insurance department. Our office remains available to service our current and new clients by phone by calling 570-286-5855, email, and by appointment. Our after-hours emergency service is also ready to assist our clients with their needs. From the team at Purdy Insurance, stay safe, be well, be kind, and know that we remain dedicated dedicated to the highest levels of service to protect what matters most. Great to have you with us on the show today, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Uh, let's see, Milwaukee leads Orlando 112 to 102. Two minutes ago, fourth quarter. And uh, coming up at the top of the hour, Houston against Oklahoma City. Then Indiana, Miami, and the Lakers in Portland round out the day. Um, also, North Dakota State has scheduled one game. They're going to play Central Arkansas on October 3rd in Fargo at the Fargo Dome. This will give everybody an opportunity to see one of the top quarterback prospects out there, Trey Lance, the quarterback for North Dakota State. So they're going to play a game. 
limited ticket availability. I think they only have fifteen to 20,000 seats anyway, so it's always limited ticket availability in Fargo. But there you go. Uh, North Dakota State's going to play a game. The Phillies acquired Brandon Workman and Heath Hembry from the Red Sox. Nick Pavetta ended up going to Boston. Uh, the two pitchers you acquired are functional major league pitchers, not difference makers. But right now, nobody has a great bullpen in Major League Baseball. Penn State is seventh in the AP poll. This is frustrating beyond words on several fronts. But man, it's a Penn State has a good football team this year. Oh, man. The more I watched it, the more impressed I was. But you got to move forward and do the best you can with it. Uh, 37 seconds left. Bucks lead Orlando 116-104. to What I was saying before about Harden and, and Antetokounmpo, Giannis, they're obviously really terrific players, but neither one of them entertains me the way they I don't sit back and watch Giannis and go, whoa, wow. Wow, what? He drives to the bucket. All right, that's what he does. And Harden fires up a lot of threes and flops. No, I mean, I don't find either style all that entertaining. I don't get sit there and watch Giannis Antetokounmpo and go, whoa, I've never seen this. Whoa, yeah, I have. Same thing with Harden. I guess that's... I remember watching the playoffs last year. You know, Giannis won the MVP last year. And you got waiting for him. Okay, well, let's see what this guy does. Let's see how he takes the game over. And let's see how he takes the game over. And let's see how no, no, never took it over. Never took over any game last year that I watched. Like, yeah. Same thing when I'm watching this year. He has great moments. Same thing with Harden. Neither one of them plays the type of game that appeals to me. Um, Giannis is not a great passer. He's not a he's not a great shooter. He's powerful, athletic. Drives the bucket, gets rebounds. Yeah, he does all that. But he's not a good shooter. He's not a good passer. Harden is a really good shooter. He's not a great rebounder. He's not a willing passer. Is I don't know. Is it's a, they're both really terrific players, but neither style appeals to me. I sit there and go, huh? Eh, all right, it's fine. 
That's just me. I mean, you may react differently, but I just sit there and go, eh, have I ever seen better? Yeah. Who'd you rather have, Giannis or John Havlicek? I'd, I'd take John Havlicek. Would you have rather have James Harden or Jerry West? I'd take Jerry West. I'd take Gail Goodrich. Would you rather have Dr. J or Giannis? I'd much rather have Dr. J. It's me. Maybe I maybe this is maybe this is coming off as uh get off my lawn, but the NBA is overhyped. It is absolutely overhyped. And that's and it's and in overhyping it, they're actually hurting their own their own product when they do it. Because they overhype it. Because then you get somebody with a critical eye, somebody that's seen a lot of games, somebody that that has seen the greatest players and sits back and looks like, what? Which one of those guys would sell, start for the 85 or 86 Lakers Celtics? Oh, I don't know. None? None's a small number. The league has one awesome star. Obviously, Durant and Kawhi Leonard are great players in any era, any time. And then the league has a bunch of good ones. Not great, but good ones. And some are really good. But they don't have many. This league does not have many great players. You think Atlanta, in a small way, regrets trading Doncic for Trey Young? <laughs> Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK.